0: You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast, where international fitness entrepreneur, Ricky Long, answers your questions and interviews fitness leaders on training, nutrition, and mindset. Ricky is a fitness industry expert, having been helping people achieve their fitness goals since 2002. We talk everything fitness, business, and group exercise to help you on your fitness journey. What's the crack podcast land? Welcome to another episode of the Reckon On Podcast. I've got Tim back on today chatting all things nutrition specific for the group fitness instructor, participant, anyone who's ever done a step curl or even remotely braced their abs or other those words without fully understanding, knowing what they mean. We we'll chat for about an hour, um, go on different tangents, which I'm sure you love, hate or respect. In the show notes, I've put a couple of good links on the Tim's social. Go and check those out. I think it'll be really beneficial for you to read. And if you don't already follow Tim, make sure you do. Otherwise, over to Tim and me chatting on the Ricky Long podcast. Bye-bye now. You're listening to the Ricky Long podcast. Welcoming back onto the podcast for the fourth, maybe fifth time, is Tim Meadows. Tim (laughs) is a nutrition expert. He is a nutrition expert specifically for a group fitness population, both group fitness professionals and participants. He's also a firefighter. He's a dad. He's a coffee enthusiast. And we were chatting off air um, just before we started about rugby and um, just the cold weather in Scotland and uh, how it's killing me in my triathlon and we're just reminiscing about cold weather rugby. How are you, mate?
1: Yeah, mate. Very well. Uh, very well. Thank you. Just... Uh my two night shifts, and I've got two weeks of leave uh, to look forward to. Excellent. Unfortunately, not be uh, haven't got too much planned. Obviously, with the current restrictions and stuff. But uh, uh, just looking forward to some downtime, seeing the wee one, and uh, hopefully do a little bit of sledging for the snow disappears.
0: <laughs> See when you have your two weeks leave, like are the first couple of days just spent, like kind of recovering and kind of getting to know your own name again
1: yeah a little bit the first two the first the first few days kind of run off to the end of like your kind of rota so you don't really feel as if you're on leave it only really feels like you're on leave when it comes to like the monday if you know what i mean so like the first few days is just kind of like normal stuff and then you're suddenly like oh yeah i'm not going to work this week right what should we do or you know and you try to figure out what you what need to be doing and try to put a, yeah. a few things in place plan a few things but um yeah it's just trying to unwind stuff put the shoes away put the bag away and then um just grow a beard, that's what I do every time, <laughs> I get 18 days worth of growth, just start getting to the nice fuzzy, itchy itch stage, and got to shave it all off and look like a 14 year old again, well not quite a 14 year old, but you know what I
0: mean. You you, know I mean? you posted on social media in Lockdown 1 about the, uh, the beard trimmers, and say when everybody realises they're shaving their head with their dad's razor that he used to shave his balls, <laughs> 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 I love that
1: it's true no it's it. no, so true uh, so, so yeah up, up close to the chin and then down close to the uh, you know mean veg and the nuts and sack and stuff Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, there's some, there's some crudeness right, right
0: up the start uh, observations of you on social media over the last like two months or so you've really embraced being the father to a beautiful daughter um, and you've gone full, like you're getting into the beauty regimes, you're getting your nails done, you know. How, how's that all going? Uh,
1: I'm, I'm kind of loving it, to be fair. I really, <laughs> I really enjoying really, really it. Because now when people go, Tim, what are you doing with that nail polish? I actually have an excuse. You know, I'm saying, oh, no, no, it's for my daughter. You know, uh... what are you doing buying? um Rapunzel dresses and um, you know all these kind of things because oh, I actually actually you know and why are you watching Moana again and why are you watching um, Beauty and the Beast? <laughs> I actually have a real reason, and um, and I think some of those just slight off topic. I think some of those old classics are absolutely fantastic. You know, I think yeah. we were lucky in an, in an age of being in you know eighties kind of nineties child children. You know, we had things like that. You know, Beauty and the Beast, Peter Rabbit, some real quality good viewing. So I've been thoroughly enjoying going. Right, come on, come on, Alan. Let's let's go watch a movie. Come on, you know. Let's go. But no, it's it's been great, mate. You know, and um, I always kind of knew you. You, you kind of get a little bit bossed around, you know. And and the wee one is very, very particular. She knows what she wants. Switched on, you know. And and she's got really good manners, which which is one of my kind of big things. I always kind of wanted to always say please and thank you stuff like. that. So when she asks you to do something or tells you to do something, you're 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 just you're just like. <clears throat> what's the point, I whatever, what, you know, you I, just, yeah, totally.
0: This is me speaking as a non-parent, but I really see, like, seeing about 10 years' time, uh, for, for people like you with young children going through this pandemic, they're going to be, they're just going to turn into these, like, real hardcore children in terms of, they'll t- just turn around to their parents and say, what do you know? I lived through a pandemic by the time I was four years old. Yeah, (laughs) I really fear what's going to happen in the next 10 years because there's going to be all these walking, talking children who will just be so much more powerful than us because we never lived through a pandemic before we were 10.
1: (laughs) Well yeah no totally but if if you think about it if you think about how how powerful we think we are because we know how to use an Apple smartwatch or because we can uh you know record a video with subtitles or do a podcast right in 10 years time the technology that is going to be um oh yeah the form of a habit that our children will have we will we will be like going back to the old cassette tapes trying to like rewind that built you know tape kind of stuff and 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 nip off the little tab of your VHS, you know, to make know. sure that you record it over your uh, movies or whatever, you know? So, so yeah, I think that's going to be the, the kind of frightening thing, but fatherhood's great, mate. Honestly, I'm, she's, she's really, really kind of grateful, really kind of lucky. She's, she's an absolute joy to kind of have. And, you, you know, and I think it's, it's important to particularly father to, 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 kind of girls as well. Try, try set up that, um that level of standard of, I know she's really early, but always try to, you know, be there for her, always try and show her, how how she should be kind of treated as well, you know, and what's mm. and what's what's important. So although I obviously tell her that she's really you know beautiful and pretty and, and gorgeous and stuff like that, it's always reminding her that she's very kind, and she's very sweet, and she's very generous, and you know, yeah. please and thank yous and the share. So it's the it's the non-physical things um mm. that I think is really important to to try to get uh into into anybody's head, but 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 particularly young girls, because there's this real environment out there that you know it's filter city it's slimming world it's, it's 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 the jabs it's the fakeness it's whatever else and and what you see on on insta or wherever else it, on on real people you know and then then you just get down to a, a validation thing a liking thing and yeah. thumbs out and stuff it's just a bad bad place to be and that all comes down from self worth really um so just trying to make sure that she's in a really, really good place um and yeah, just just enjoy it, you know, uh, honestly, some days she'll, she'll make me kind of tear up just by just by doing something and she'll make <laughs> me laugh because she's bossed me around. And I'm again for the second time wearing my swimming shorts on my <laughs> rug on a tiled floor while it's five minus five degrees outside, pretending I'm at the beach running into the waves, which is the tiled area, right? So the, 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 the carpet or the, the rug is the beach where we build the sandcastles and then we run out and splash water on the tiles all right so god help my neighbors downstairs we're running around playing this kind
0: of stuff you know so oh I love um, it
1: so yeah
0: I right. it. it's great it's great <laughs> um, well i got you on the kind of talk about you know nutrition is probably the subject one too um just to keep it really really current i don't know if you saw the news today and this week about the the uk have just released stats to say obesity is a bigger killer than smoking so it's now official that obesity right. is now a bigger killer, and at the same time, I think it was today, it was later announced that this miracle drug from, I want to say Sweden or Norway, um, that suppresses appetite, and everyone who's been on it so far, everyone, high percentage of people, have like dropped a fifth in body weight, and I just I just kind of saw these two things and thought, how can, how can you release them both at the same time in the UK news? So what are you actually telling us? You're saying, right, obesity is going to kill you more so than, let's say, smoking is, or so many other illnesses and diseases here's a drug that will stop you from being obese yeah and it's kind of i just saw this and i'm kind of like no no it's a wrong message
1: um you're always going to wonder the kind of timing of things you know and the kind of influencing and and hidden agendas perhaps and, and 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 who's pulling the strings you know because a lot of big companies are behind things and and the governments will have their own Targets, routes, agendas, and then invested interests and in stuff as well. So it's you always got to wonder like where does this come from? What's the point of this? And 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 all that kind of stuff. But that one there, um, I mean, we always kind of knew obesity is, is a big massive kind of killer. You know, it's 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 just a bad. Well, the the, just the a bad thing is,
0: being. we knew that as like the fitness population, you know, connected with gyms and work in the industry exactly. But it's did the rest of the nation. Never mind. Know that did they occur? Even if they did know it, did they occur? Mm. And I, I think that's the frightening question.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know if it's a case that people always think that it's it's not relatable until it happens to them, sort of thing, mm-hmm. or, or it's not my problem, or you know we'll just look for the next the next diet or the next fad, or right. somebody will fix it. Somebody will give us like a shortcut, you know, gastric banding or these kind of drugs and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. or medications or, or whatever. So yeah, it's, it's it's not a good place, but I mean. I'm, I've always been one for like the root cause kind of kind of approach, right? Like I, I rant daily at work about root cause and culture environments when the kind of five sorts of stuff. And I look at things that we do uh, in society where we always, we always add on like a control measure, right? We always oh. add on, oh, but this is the, this is like a workaround. This is, or this is how to deal with this. We very, very rarely actually just roll up the sleeves, have the, this uncomfortable conversations that go, right, what's the root cause, okay, you know, and, and providing these kind of drugs and everything else isn't addressing the root cause. And the root cause is, you know, lack of information or lack of Mm self-worth, you know, a whole combination of things. Maybe, you know, I don't think it's ever one thing. There's probably two, three, four things that all accumulate together and and create this kind of perfect storm. So no doubt the change in the kind of schooling economics has an impact, right? No doubt, microwave TV, instant culture living Mm. has an impact because now the idea of spending 23 minutes in the kitchen you know, now comparison to 10 years ago is, is, is crazy. We want to come yeah. in, we want a quick five minute meal, you know, because we're too busy getting more streaming off of Netflix or because we're <laughs> too busy, whatever else, you know, because we get told that we have to work longer and, and I, whatever, you know, all, all these different things are kind of going on. Um, and I just think it's, just, it's a mass uh, accumulation of the things that have created this perfect storm where we now overeat, we comfort eat, we don't take accountability for things. And we're always getting told that it's not your fault, you know, it's because of gluten or because of sugar or whatever else. And all these (laughs) things over five, 10 years have now obviously created this this perception that we'll keep doing it because we know that the fix is this drug or a gastric brand or this drug or something like that, right? So we we never really actually look at going, well, let's not try to get there in the first place. What can we do back in schools, back in high school? What can we do? With you know, they talk about hitting more VAT with 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 kind of sugar and stuff like that. Okay, but what about making more fresh food a little bit cheaper, and making more takeaways and and and, and more those things a little bit more expensive? You know, maybe maybe shift 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 sh- sh- uh, sh- things that way. Or mm-hmm. you know, what can we do? It's it's, it's just a case of well, he has a drug, so it's never going to address yeah. the root cause, and that's where we kind of think like you're always going to be up against it.
0: You said there about scurs, and I I think that's. A big one, like when I'm king of the world, that's the change I'm going to make. Like kids in schools are going to, you know, PE is going to be, and it's you know it's not going to be PE, it's going to be games, it's going to be activities, it's going to become a daily thing, not a twice a week thing that yeah. you can opt out of if you forget your kit. You know, they want to make yeah, it fun, yeah. and then secondly, and that is like just basic nutrition. You know how how easy is it for a kid at school at their break time? You know to go and get a, a sausage roll and a kind of, you know, kind of sugar.
1: Totally, and I'm, I'm sure we all and and, and every kind of listener will be be aware that within schools, you, in high schools, you know, I've got a, a high school listener just up the road, and you'll see you see the kids walking to Greg's, walking to Subway, and stuff yeah. like that, you know, and and for, for me, I know it's very different because South Africa was a very different culture, you know, you got dropped off at eight o'clock in the morning, you got picked up either a hot bus or, or kind of five o'clock, you're in school the whole day. The going to home for your meals wasn't a thing. And I think that goes back to the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s culture. where you would mm-hmm. actually go home. You know, children would would, would go home and, and have a meal with like the mom who, who didn't work because the, the old-fashioned, you know, society yeah. that, that dad worked, mom stayed at home kind of stuff, you know. But now kids just go to Subways and Greggs and stuff like that. So there's, there's that automatic assumption where I used to get, I used to give like a piece, you know, a banana, a little chocolate and like a liter of juice. And, and and that was it. And as you got a bit older, instead of one piece, I got like eight pieces, two bananas and six donuts. and <laughs> <But>, I mean <laughs> But it was the same kind of thing. It's like, so you, you kind of learn about foods there, you know, and it's even trying to get some, some kind of clients to, to kind of get around the head to go, you need to do a little bit of tracking because it's the only way if you look at a food label, you know, or or do a bit of research or just literally look at the food label and go, okay, this has this much macros this has uh-huh. uh, 10 grams of carbs, 30 grams of fats and 10 grams of whatever. All right, so you need to learn what's going into your mouth because it sounds so obvious, but unless you look, at what you're putting in your mouth, you will never know what you're putting in your mouth. Yeah. So it's like, you know, but if you had that basic level of understanding from junior school to high school to whatever else, you would actually have majority of this kind of like knowledge. Um, awesome. You know, and I, I know that certainly back as Africa, it was the, you they wanted to disembark, disembark, the disengage the the woodwork engineering stuff because that was very boyish. And then they wanted to remove the domestic, uh, what was it called? Um, uh, domestic education—I don't know what the other word was—but we wanted to remove that because that was very girl-only. You know, we wanted to kind of move forward, become more recall, and get get guys learning about foods, get um, you know girls learning about engineering and stuff like that. So I don't think those subjects were wrong. It was perhaps the 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 separation going right. You have a penis, you go to woodwork, right? You have. Um, not a penis right <laughs> and you go and learn how to bake, bake cakes okay i think it should be in a case now where every school child should be accessible and, and be involved in like both because the engineering mathematical side is really important for for anybody and everybody because mm-hmm. we want we want people in those jobs to be male and female obviously to debunk to, yeah. to those inequalities but you also want guys to be able to learn about you know, how to basically just do, a, do, do an omelette or how to do basic mm-hmm. stuff in the kitchen, because, you know, if you ask maybe like your parents, or my, my, my parents, you know, fathers generally are quite restricted, unless they had a big passion for it, very restricted in what they do in the kitchen. You know, is that kind of old school? Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. You know, <laughs> now it's a bit more, guys know a bit more about my kids. You're seeing young boys and teenagers and, 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 and like toddler boys be more involved in helping mom and dad in the kitchen and stuff like that mm-hmm. so that you you know we are moving forward to that but it doesn't mean that you can't have domestic education you know teachings in school and still that engineering woodwork kind of stuff as well it, it, you know that wasn't the issue it's the issue yeah. to kind of separate it, it by sexes. Mm-hmm. so it's that basic knowledge that you learn in school along with things like taxes and investing I and, a, a, and i think that's all this kind of shit you know
0: so important like no i i said this at the start of lockdown i might have I have a funny thing that said it to you actually on a podcast or at some point. But anyway, I said if there was the the education system in the UK, Ireland, Northern Ireland has basically been the same for hundreds of years. Like it really hasn't evolved at all, but the world has evolved so much. So a a quick example, when I went to school, 80, 90 percent of everyone in my school were going on to do a trade. You want to be a joiner, you want to be a builder, a plumber, whatever. That's what everyone was doing, especially the guys. Whereas now people are going to school and they don't want to do a trade; they want to work in graphic design or they want to the, quote unquote being an influencer for whatever reason. So, like the, the jobs have changed, but the education hasn't. Like yeah. it hasn't evolved at the same rate. I think now, if if lockdowns taught us anything, like the education system, the one of the only ways kids can be educated right now is from behind the screen, you know, on Zoom calls and and webinars and all the rest of it. So we've changed how we're educating them should we not change what we're educating them as well and their topics and subjects and make it more real to the world you're going into and that that's everything from health to um, industry because yeah. the world's different and I think I think the education needs a complete overall especially when you look at stats about kids especially especially kids from um let's just say poor families who maybe have uh poor home lives where those kids underperform and a lot of it's linked to like sleep and how they're getting to school. Mm -hmm. But yet in the UK, we still insist kids are in school for like half eight. Mm -hmm. When we actually know as people, some, some people, kids, adults perform better in the afternoon, perform better in the morning. uh, You know, sleep obviously has a lot to do. So why don't we start to not when I'm king of the world, that's something I would love to see changed Mm -hmm. and more thought it's, put into it it's,
1: it's kind of funny because if you had to rate you know how did 12 years of school education okay I, I'm, I'm guessing the uk is much the same so like 11 or 12 i know there's a difference when you're 16 you, you can you can leave that year, yeah. year else. but it's africa it's pretty much 12 kind of years and i'm pretty sure that's, that's pretty much most of the you know mm-hmm. 10 or 12 years right if you had to score 12 years of school schooling education on how well it prepared you for adult life on a score of zero to ten what would you me and you know every listener right now if you had to pick a number right mm-hmm. i doubt anybody's picking anything about five okay i, th- I think yeah, our generation like, three or fours, right? yeah
0: i think our generation because we went to school in the 80s 90s and we've seen the most change in terms of industry i think most of us would say like five or below i, yeah. I really agree with that yeah. yeah
1: so when you think about things like what's kind of got you through you know it's about like things like Building relationships, you know, and like working colleagues, it's about dealing with people. It's about, you know, and basic stuff like we mentioned earlier on. And, and I, I know, you know, you have got a, a big compassion for it as well. It's just like but basic business stuff, you know, basic tax stuff, and all this kind of stuff that we just, you just, just didn't get taught. And you should wow. be getting taught this, like in school, and not just, you know, your Oxford's and kind of Cambridges, where the, the the elite wealthy maintain their elite wealth because they, they they have this, and they kind of teach their kind of children this. Whereas the the other 90 percent. Are still trying to figure out what the fucking ISA is, and um, you know all, all, all this kind of stuff, and and about tax returns and just oh, just basic okay. stuff like that. So, but it's not really prepared you, you know. And the biggest thing that's going to get you through life, you could probably debate this, I guess, is going to be, from, from my opinion, things like mindset, resilience, oh. you know, and and like your self worth and, and, and confidence. I think that's and and that's it. Having things like a growth mindset. Having things like, yeah. you know, or everything in that aspect that's going to help you deal with what I call, you know, life's shitballs, right? When something going along nicely and then fucking something will happen, right? COVID will happen or a breakdown of a will happen or a loss of a job or you get a puncture tire or you get a, you know, a leak through the roof, right? You know, things happen, right? You could be as positive as you want to be, but life will just throw shit at you every now and again. And that's how you're going to deal with that. So unless you have, you know, that resilience okay that that ability to get knocked down come back up focus on what you can control and then move forward you're going to be fucking squashed and that's one of my pet peeves about this participation medal stuff you know where oh, you're going yeah. winner, and you go no no i'm sorry not everybody is a winner because if you all applied for the same fucking job the 10 of us one job we're not all winning we're not all getting it are they like none of us are kind of of us need to now figure out how do we deal with that you know and 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 how do we move forward and it's not like temper tantrums don't have to cope and then you get this expectant kind of mindset you know where we think we should be everything should should be so easy Mm -hmm. so you know i don't think schools really prepared us well for kind of adult kind of life and 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 this i mean it is a big massive topic but as you said things are changing constantly and i just don't think the education system is kind of keeping up with it you know um i the last few months along with kind of coaching stuff have been more sort of reading and getting a nose for disruptive technologies and stuff like that with, you mm. know, um, like things like Tesla and all that kind of stuff. And mm. it's, it's scary how there is so much breakthrough in like technology and advanced uh, uh, and AI and robotics and, and and all this kind of stuff, clean energy and stuff. That all these innovations are happening at, 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 at the same time when normally it was like spanned apart by 10, 20 years. But yeah. like we're getting so much stuff now happening within a very short space of time. Within the next five, ten years, life's gonna be even more different and the education okay. system is gonna be even like more kind of out of date. So so yeah, you know, it, it yeah. is it is a, it is a pain point. And I think that's where the parents kind of try and pick up most of the slack and, and try to help their children the best they can, fill in the gaps. But as you said, you know, you're gonna have a, such a wide variation of what parents are, are are telling their kind of children. You know, you, you could have you know, people that uh, that use a, a growth mindset, that that do read books and whatever else, they mm-hmm. can maybe help the children really well. Or you could have parents that are just not really interested. You could have parents that work a lot; they just don't have that much time. Or you could yeah. have just parents that just that just don't have that ability because of their of their social economic status at the moment. You know, so,
0: so when we're in charge, when we're in charge of the world.
1: Yeah, mate. <laughs> you and me for you and me for president, right? That's that's what we need. <laughs>
0: That'd be some some accents that need a, a lot of subtitles. <laughs> so.
1: You can imagine like the buffet table at at every meeting. Jenny <laughs> jelly babies and donuts.
0: And like, oh. yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was about a year ago. I jumped live.
1: Yes, it was. Yeah, that in
0: Glasgow. That's mad, isn't it? Like I, I remember not so much that weekend. The next weekend, I was down. I was down south. Um, I was in England, mm-hmm. and my uncle. Do you, do you remember in London last year? there was like the boss man's meeting. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: My, my uncle was actually at that. All like right, he was in the go. same building and that's when COVID was starting to spread. So it, it's mad that that's a year ago and we're literally in the exact same place. <laughs> arguably worse, I suppose, than we were a year ago. Yeah, yeah, possibly, and yeah. But, but you, you spoke a lot about nutrition and all that and rather than go into that, what's, what's the crack with you now and your business and your work? I know you've been working on a book, which is exciting.
1: Yeah, uh, well, pretty much how how things are going to be. And I guess as with most, you know, entrepreneurs and small business owners and, and all that kind of stuff, I guess, um COVID was a big shocker for a lot of buddy, you know. Um, and coming from like a business kind of point of view, it's, it's all very easy to say it, but they always can say, you know, you're gonna have to try and more have one stream of income sort of thing, and, and and try and have more than one thing to offer in case that kind of goes away for whatever reason. And, and no doubt a lot of instructors kind of felt that as well to try and now provide something else how they can help, you know, participants and kind of members. So um I, I just basically kind of realized that one personal coaching is, is, is great, it's probably what I not so I prefer but it was my first kind of go to, you know, it was like high price ticket sale for, you know, quality, high value, one-to-one coaching, not only about nutrition, macro stuff, but obviously all the stuff that goes with it. In order to help people actually make change, you need to address mindset, relationship, mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff, daily habits, et cetera, et cetera. So and that's been been really good. I've, I've you know, end of last year I was the biggest I've ever been. I had it put people on winning lists several times. So it was quite weird where a lot of people really struggled you know, financially, you would never have thought that I, what you would probably call a, um, a a non-essential service, you know, that wasn't really that cheap, being actually quite in demand, mm-hmm. but it's because of the value that, in my opinion, the, the value that it brought people coping yeah. and keeping on track and addressing that, yeah. comfort eating and all that kind of stuff. So, as, as, as a lot of business guys will say, as long as providing the value, people will obviously, you know, mm-hmm. still kind of seek you out sort of thing. So, I, I definitely found that. Um, but then it is it is very time consuming you know it, it takes a lot of time to you know, do check-ins to, to have the phone calls and, and all that kind of stuff. so it's it's um I just realized that I needed and I wanted to reach out more um, and you know as much as I'm I'm not huge on really hitting social media like hard and really networking that way and really researching the hashtags and all that kind of stuff all the stuff that you know, real laser focus, now don't what would kind of do. I just I just had the time for it. It wasn't my like I didn't feel com- not comfortable with it, but I just I just didn't go down that route. So I was never really finding myself in a position where I was getting in front of enough people's kind of faces more than the one-to-one clients. So although the feedback was coming back was great and the service was there, I wanted to reach out to more people and I knew that the financial thing and time constraint is obviously the two biggest limiting factors. So I have a number that I'm maxed out with one to one, and I just can't do more than that because there's only one of me and so many hours in a day, and yeah. a behind priorities of obviously you know uh, a wee girl and her work and stuff. So uh-huh. um, so that's like maxed out. Once that maxed out, I can't help anybody more. Um, and putting stuff on social media is obviously really quite good, content videos. But again, you're 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 hiring a platform to, to do the work for you. It's not always dependable, um, and there's a whole debate about algorithms. Sometimes it works, sometimes it don't work, and wow. you know all that, all that kind of nonsense. And the minute you get a business account, then maybe try to force you down the or get uh, the the, um, the paid route, all that kind of stuff. So, I just thought there's only so much you can really do, and that's where the the ebook and the training course kind of bore out from was creating a much lower priced, you know, um, sort of entry fee, you know, a, a price like a lower price ticket to yeah. to, to to get basically very very similar um the coaching the, the advice the, the guidance the, the the everything that i was pretty much doing to one of my clients not on a personal level but on a on a on a holistic level i guess for yeah. like, the use of better words so what i was kind of actually telling my one-to-one clients i kind of put in the book and i put in the training course and and, and get everybody in the training course an insight to basically how i coach one-to-one clients mm-hmm. um so that was basically things priced now between you know 10 and 50 quid which is you know, achievable, you know, manageable, a, a one-off ten for, for a, a book, fine, a training course, you know, 30, 40, 50 quid, Yep, fine, um, for well, training courses, four, four nights, four times 60, you know, four one-hour sessions, so, um, so yeah, and, and that's how it sort of came about. Um, I literally launched the training course first time end of last year, first week of December, literally with like three days notice, and yeah. was pleasantly surprised, it kind of sold out twice. Uh, and I wanted to keep the kind of number down because it wasn't—it wasn't about the monetary value by any means. It was about making sure that people could come on and have a discussion and talk and and you know have a really really good, close knit sort of training session. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really good. I got great feedback by it. I was really kind of blown away, and it just highlighted massively highlighted the yeah you know, i been using this, this this word a lot lately like the disconnect and the the, the knowledge gap that fitness instructors professionals kind of have in terms of um, their own nutrition, but also how they can support their clients through, through nutrition. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you, I mean, you and I have both obviously been through our Lesbos, uh, model trainings, we deliver them, you know, aim stuff as well and whatever else. And, and you're not going to get nutritious stuff on there because it's, it's it's, telling, it's it's teaching you how to deliver a group exercise workout, you know, how to make it fun, how to make coaching yeah. landy, uh, coaching land, et cetera, et cetera. Similarly with a PT level three course, you know, there's a little bit of nutrition in there, but it's very generic. Wow. You know, it talks about, um, you know, generic health and and it, it's, it's helpful. It gives you a good base, but it's not anything substantial because, hey, it sounds, sounds crazy to say it. It's a PT course. Okay. It's yeah. teaching you about muscles and assertions and and, and all that kind of stuff, energy systems, et cetera, et cetera. So that's, that's what it is. And then I found you, you know, out of the 70 people I had in the course, 10 of them were PTs and quite experienced PTs. And all had a different range of knowledge, all based off their own experience. Uh And this is what I found is that you may be a PT that has been in in, in the sports, you know, arena really quite well. You follow, you follow like what I'll say, the right evidence-based kind of people. And you've got a really good understanding as to what's kind of needed. So brilliant. Okay. Or you may just be a fairly new qualified PT, but you've come back from, you know, uh, generic population where you've only really seen nutrition speak, s- speaking about by my good friend, Weather Peltro. And, um, you know, it's fads, it's diets, it's all this kind of like gimmicky bullshit stuff. Where now, although you're PT qualified, your nutrition thought is to put everybody on a 12, 12 1200 calorie diet. And you, you don't know how to manage or support people differently because you've just got this one method approach. You know, so a a client, like um, a paying PT client going to a different PT, you just get, ideally, you should be getting a good level of personal training service. But in terms of the nutrition, it could be very varied. You could be, you know, good, uh, good. You could be supported well, or you could just be getting really, really shit and effective PT advice. And I was really pleasantly surprised because it's always difficult, you know, talking to your, your fellow colleagues almost, you know, and saying, look, this is how I support my nutrition clients. This is what you might be able to take away and add to your PT service because it's not just about, did you track this? Well, this is what to do, okay? Because yeah. I don't think the lecturing approach works, right? With adults, you, you, you need to be coercive. You need to get them on board, you need to, them to kind of buy in, and you need them to kind of lead. Yeah. So you need to do everything according to what they what their circumstances is. So you gather all the information and you have the conversations and then you come together a plan that you both agree on and, you know, and you you give some focuses and it's about language, you know, aim to try to, as opposed to do this, do that, whatever So it's like, here's some stuff that I do that I found, you know, very good, successful, whatever. um, And this is what you may be able to apply or add to existing feature service. So that was the one big portion of it. The other portion was personal uh, fitness instructors coming aboard and going, all right, yeah, cool. This is how I can calculate my macros. So this is how I can do high days, low days. This is how I can maintain a calorie deficit over the week without feeling hungry and crabbed and having to miss out my favorite foods and stuff like that. So that's that's the kind of like knowledge gap that the, 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 the training course was kind of centered around, trying to kind of like bridge that problem or that kind of disconnect, you know, by providing... You know relatable relevant you know coaching advice and, and, and kind of guidance
0: that's good and when when's the book itself out is it out already
1: yeah it's, it's out um i launched it literally well at the moment i just launched it through email like my yeah. e- email list so uh all my kind of current uh, buyers got a, a link on saturday morning and everybody else on my email list got a link on sunday morning so uh-huh. um i think the links are still live as many them down uh, this morning before uh, work, <laughs> but they're all still live because uh, I had somebody else ping me just this morning say, oh, uh, I missed that out. Can I still get that 50% uh, discount sort of thing? I was like, yeah, yeah, I think that link's still fine. If you've got the email in your, in your trash, go and get it and you can uh, jump aboard. So it's the book is right. out. I've just not launched it in terms of um, any paid advertising yet at the moment, or speak about it too much, because I've got the the, the the training course coming out. Um, so my idea was by the end of February, you know, that the training course would have been kind of run. Uh, it's due to run in the in the, the last week of uh, February. The book's there as well, and then I can kind of move on to the next book, perhaps, or start collaborating with with other people, with 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 um, companies, with gyms, change et cetera, et cetera. So it was just now to have something you know, that that people can kind of use as a as a not as a stop get, but as a you know, a lower price means to kind of
0: it's smart. so I, I was having this conversation with a few of my clients, it was actually on a Facebook live, about how see see people right now in our world, in our little fitness world, is and we're all guilty of it. We're all waiting. We're waiting for the gyms to reopen or be told when the gyms are open so as we can quote unquote go back to normal life and the new normal. And the reality is is people still need help now so we still need you know what i speak to other fitness professionals and say oh i want to do online pt but i just don't people don't like i won't get any clients and i'm like why won't you get any clients because there's no gyms to go to so does that person not have a a need for training help so oh they have a need but they don't have a gym to go to well that's where you come in Mm -hmm. and it's it's the same with nutrition Mm-hmm. And, oh, oh Tim mm-hmm. listen I, I, my diet's all over the place because you know I'm at home all the time now and I don't know what to eat and I'm all out of routine so I'll, I'll come back to you for some nutrition advice
1: mm-hmm.
0: once the world is back to normal
1: yeah
0: it's like, and that, I, that, come back that, back I need a, help now not yeah, in, in a, six months time <laughs>
1: I'll come back in a much worse place Yeah, know, being even yeah. more kind of a and being less happy with the body and yeah. everything else everything else so so yeah it, it was it was just a case of you know what I just the book took longer than I thought because a bit of a not perfectionist, but I got a lot done, put it on a hold, and then kind of finished it off, so but I wanted it to be kind of good because it was going to be the first kind of published book it Was you know it, I wanted it to look really good, really valuable, where when I did bring out maybe the second or third book, then people go, yeah, by the way, this is good i I'm, I'm, I'm coming back as opposed to going ah, I was a bit so and so kind of thing, so I wanted to make sure it was, it was, it was really right. going to befit you know my my kind of philosophy, my approach. Uh, my usual general kind of candid, you know, chat. So there's a few sweary words in, in the book. Oh. Obviously, and it's written quite, you know, just 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 kind of candid because it's just a conversation. It's literally me speaking to, you know, my my most frequent average. Um, client and going blah, you know there you go um and yeah the training course is just something else that i can think about what i'm planning and hoping to do is is is, is you know package it up as well so whether I record those sessions for kind of later use and, and and launch it as a bespoke sellable training program um that's something that's definitely within the kind of cards because the thing that i found too much like yourself when like you started out that nobody's really speaking to to the demographic and it's it's hard in that point you know why why are we keep looking towards like Gen population? Why are we trying to keep doing fads when when yeah. they're not living your lifestyle? You know, they have been in Macogwell culture, and even it was one of my clients. Obviously, can't can't use the name, but she'd worked with a, a fat loss specialist, you know, and 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 paid a bit of money for this, and and within two weeks, we was just like, ah, oh, not enough carbs. I'm on. I'm I'm hungry. I'm crabbit. It's not working. I'm like that's because although the fat loss specialist person coach will know this stuff with a gym population demographic where somebody goes in to do four weight training sessions and two yeah. daily cardio sessions. That's that's great, you know, totally great. Um, but it's not quite what you're doing, you know. You're raising a family, or you're doing Zoom workouts in the morning and Zoom workouts in the afternoon. Different lifestyle, right? So it's it's just finding that right approach. Yeah. And the best ones, I think, for for this clients is, is, is understanding the fundamentals, focusing on what's really important, and building building everything around these kind of three, four, five key things. And everything else is kind of like additional, optional, whatever else. But as long as you get these fundamentals in place, then just just kind of go with the flow, mm. find what suits you. There's no right, there's no wrong, you know, and it's just creating a different mindset and a approach to nutrition and, and, and lifestyle, really. Do,
0: do you know what I hate? And I've said this, I'm guilty of saying this. You probably are as well, actually, correct me if I'm wrong, is when the group fitness attitude is... I'm teaching a class. It's not my workout. It's theirs, mm-hmm. because that's you're basically saying I'm not training. I'm not working out for that sixty yeah. minutes. It's yeah. like okay, it is their workout and it's your job, but you're still expending a shitload of energy. You're still there. You're you know you're, yeah. you're doing more than you would be sitting at home watching Netflix. Let's yeah. just be clear about that. And people, and it's back to that. We we talk about this all the time. mate. So our group fitness instructor thinks. If you're teaching 10 classes a week, you have no business eating under 2,000 calories a day. (laughs) It's just a flat line right there. In in my opinion, no business eating under 2,000. Would you agree, disagree?
1: Yeah, well, it all depends on the person. Obviously, I I would have to use the word depending. But yeah, you're you're generally looking to, I mean, most of the times I'm having my clients over over time eat more calories as a total than when they kind of start with me. And the end result is, like Nicole, like Leslie, like Sarah, whatever else, you know, all, all the other case studies that I've shown before is that eating an average between either four to 500 calories more a day, lost three, four, five kilograms, so eight, nine, ten pounds, and mm-hmm. now looking leaner, happier, more confident. And the biggest win for me every time when I get any bit of, like, check-in or message or whatever else is like, I'm so happy. I'm loving my food. You know, people, yeah. like, people say, my, my mom saw me for the first time in a few weeks, and she says that I look so healthy. And I I can't wait to teach my class because now I know that I've got the energy to teach how I want to teach. So I'm teaching now with so much more enthusiasm. I'm fucking alive. I'm like teaching with passion and I'm cracking up jokes and I'm, and my members are loving it because I'm not like, all right, I'm dreading this because I know I'm going to be tired or or I really am tired, you know? So it goes beyond just like, have I lost five pounds? You know, it goes into that body confidence and then the business confidence and then personal confidence and then self, you know, it, it, it radiates so much more than just going, oh, I lost five pounds. Yeah, but how do they make you feel? And, and you know, it taps into all these things mm-hmm. that are, are, in my opinion, the root cause of what people actually really, really want. Okay. You know, they say they want weight weight loss, but they actually just want to fucking feel better. They want to be yeah. living uh, what I term like a liberated lifestyle out with that stress and guilt and anxiety. Mm-hmm. People just want to fucking just chill out, eat food, be happy, be lean, look in the mirror and go, yeah, 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 you're doing all right kind of thing. And that's it. You know,
0: that's Um, a a big part of it now. I completely agree with everything you said there. Um, A big part of it now is accepting what's going on. So, this is like very, very few people right now can do strength training because we don't have the kit in the house. I mean, most of us don't have enough weight to fatigue after five reps on a deadlift or a squat. Yeah. so it's just kind of accepting that's not there and that you know p- people feel like they're missing out and they should be doing it it's the same they link this back to just to nutrition it's the same with people just getting obsessed with you know steps and macros and calories right now it's okay right we're all working from home the fact is you will not be getting as many normal steps in per day you will not be burning as many calories per day and it's people need to be okay with that, and it's it's like when I say okay, just accepting that and think okay, I can't control this, I can't control that, and I know that's an easy saying, but I don't think people enough of the time spend enough time looking at what they can control. And yeah, that-
1: it, 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 it's a huge thing. And I would, yeah, oh. absolutely can agree. I think it's so easy. And th- these are the first conversations I was having with people. Um, with, Obviously when COVID hit in March kind of came up last year. And, you know, a lot, you could just hear, you could just see the kind of doom and gloom. You can see people almost lost their identity because they're now not a group of instructor because that outlet of being in the gym has, has been taken away. Yeah. You know, so a, lot, a lot of people base their self-worth on, and, and not, not in a bad way, by the way. I just mean they've just invested so much in being... And so much enjoyment and so much like you know uh-huh. uh, connection with, with with members of being in the class that once it's taken away you know the ass fell out of it a little bit was kind yeah. of like Fuck, now what who am i now yeah like, well you're still whatever susie you're still jane you're, you're still john right but you need to focus on a different area so you're still group fitness you're still providing you're still helping you're still doing everything you are the the the, the, the internal need to help people is still there so that's not changed you're still a great person you just now need to find a different outlet so mm-hmm. it's focusing on that control to what you can't control on is massive, right? Absolutely mm-hmm. kind of massive. Um, the whole five-minute-five rule, you know, if it doesn't, if it's not going to count in five years, don't spend more than five minutes thinking about it kind of thing. You know, there's one of those kind of yeah. um, taglines kind of thing, you know? So yeah. so ab- um, absolutely. Uh, fuck, there was a point I wanted to actually say there when you, you uh,
0: Well, I just want to say about steps. I I put oh, this on yeah. social media about two weeks ago. And just a poll on the story. No picture, just literally just a poll. Which which has a I can't remember how worded it it was like which is better Uh 10,000 steps on a flat road or 10,000 steps up a hill right and I I was really really surprised at how divided this was I think I I worded like which one will you know have a higher effect on your neat? I I worded it something like that and I was really surprised about how equal they were because a lot of people Um. thought like 10,000 steps first of all it 10,000 steps is not the holy grail We, we both know that but it's how Ten thousand steps up a hill is obviously going to burn more energy. So, like, it's not like your steps are equal. Yeah. So it's that if you're at home and if you aren't limited to how much activity compared to what you would have done before, especially people living in you know housing estates and flats and all that, maybe maybe small homes without a garden. Except it's 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 the quality of your steps. It's the quality of your general activity rather, and mm-hmm. your steps is just one barometer. It's just mm-hmm. one measurement. And, you know, back to that 10,000 is not the holy grail. You don't suddenly get the 10,001 steps and start burning fat for the day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like 9,999 yeah. steps is a bad figure.
1: No. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, I mean, completely agree. And I, I think it's, I think when you look at it, like, you know, what's important to you, first of all, what do you want to achieve and what are you willing to do, right? In, in, and and I'll, I'll say it quite directly to kind of clients as well, because, There's no point me giving you something or us talking about something or trying to direct you towards a a certain answer or or, a bit of guidance when you don't even want to do that or what we're doing is not really aligning with your wants or needs or priorities, right? So Mm -hmm. what's really important to you? Do you want to maintain your mental health well-being, right? Okay, how important? All right, very, very important. Right, cool. So number one, what are you willing to do to actually make that happen, right? I'm willing to do... Uh, daily activity of thirty minutes, right? Fucking brilliant, right? Write that down, right? So right? Thirty minutes, right? So what thirty minutes are you going to do? Are you going to do a home workout? Are you going to do Les Mills Demand, are you going to do one of the other gym chain things? What What are you going to do? Are you going to go, go outside and just do sprints around the block? Or are you going to just do do bodyweight push-ups? I mean, there's no right or wrong answer. Just Just do something. You know, is it going to be gardening? Are you going to piggyback your child around the garden? What's it going to be? You're going to be pull-ups off the off the loft hatch. I, I don't know, whatever, right? So it could be anything. And then they choose, ideally. You know, they go, right, well, I can do that. I want to do that. I want to do that. Cool. So one, they've now taken that initiative going, well, this is what I can do. This is my priority. And then it starts embedding in in terms of, like, that compliance, that consistency, and everything else. And it takes away that, like, I need to do X, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of, like, listed in terms of hierarchy. Ideally, sure, we want to be doing this. If you don't want to do that, or if you can't do that, What else can you do then? Right. I can't walk up 10,000 steps, say, um, through a big heavy hill or up and down a valley or something like that. Okay. We'll do 10,000 flat steps. You don't want to do 10,000 flat steps. Okay. Can you do 5,000 flat steps? Yes. Right. We'll do that then. I don't want to do 5,000 steps. Right. Have you got a station back at home that you're willing to jump on for half an hour while you watch Jeremy Kyle? Yes. Right. Okay. We'll do that then. Mm -hmm. You know know what I mean? So it's it's that kind of like putting it to, to the client and to participants and going, right, so, you know... You tell me because there's no right or wrong, no real right or wrong answer. It just depends what you want. But you go go back to like the initial point. People do put a, a lot more value on certain things than they probably really need yeah. to. You know, and I guess that's perhaps uh, a, a fallout or a, a consequence of what we see in society where society is telling mm-hmm. us like, through Instagram, through Facebook, need to do this. And it's the highlight reel. You know, if you follow 100 Les Morse trainers or 100 fitness professionals slash influencers, fuck me once a week they're all doing something really really cool right You've, you know so if you follow this guy he's skateboarding in his fucking bungee pants right it looks cool but he's doing that once a week right yeah. you know what we're talking about right he Yeah, yeah, yeah. but then you watch uh another female influencer and she's doing something really cool as well on a, on a beach or something that's tuesday so what you see yeah. the whole week is like fuck me man Everybody's doing this yeah. awesome,
0: crazy, cool stuff. That's of the day. We all you know, say so it. That's media.
1: where, but we kind of get that. So we think that we need to live that. When, in fact, we need to come back to the basics. Go, right, what's my lifestyle? What's important to me and everything else? And I'm willing to do this, you know? And if you don't do it, hey, there's no excuses, eh? Because so do you. Let yourself down.
0: Yeah. Because I'm not I love, that I love that message. I uh, you know, love that. You know what I mean? That's cool.
1: So,
0: um, so yeah. I, I want to say this. I didn't plan to, to say this, so I'll, I'll give you my thoughts and opinion on this. And it's a bit of a question as well. I'd just like to know where you stand. So it's the idea of eating exercise calories back. Uh-huh. Right. So this is I'll assume my thought process on it. If I have a client who wants to lose weight, it's one of these questions that always come up, should I eat my exercise calories back? And right. first my first answer is it depends. And uh-huh. then I always say, try not to, but if you want to and you feel the need to, of course you can. So i we'll use the analogy of, right, it's 2021. Imagine you're trying to save, you know, a thousand pounds every month. And in January 31st, you've saved a thousand pounds. There's a thousand pounds sitting in your bank account extra, happy days. And you get the February 27th, 28 days in February, and you have 1100 pounds sitting in your bank account. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, well, you've got a choice because you've said you're saving a thousand pounds. So you could save a 1,000 pounds and spend that 100 pounds or you could save 1,100 pounds. So it's like if you walk in and it's priorities priorities is what you said there. So if you were to walk into your house and you're trying to save a 1,000 pounds and you've got 1,100 pounds, you walk in and the toaster's broken. They're like, well, that's only 20 quid. I can fix that. But the TV's broken and it's 700 pounds. Well, then you have to make that choice. And I use that analogy right now. Let's think about the exercise. You're trying to save let's say 500 calories you've done trying to save 500 calories and a calorie deficit you've done a 500 calorie workout as well so you've actually saved a thousand calories Mm -hmm. so yes you have permission to eat some of those 500 calories back but only if you want to provided your proteins in the right place
1: yeah
0: what's your thoughts on my analogy and what's your thoughts on the question and what's what's your thoughts tim
1: um well, in, in, true, in true style, I'll, I'll give you the, the short answer and follow up with, with the kind of background for it. I tend to get people not to focus on their um, exercise calories just, just as, a, as, a, as, a, as a, a, a starting point. It's like, I don't yeah. want you to stress about how many calories you burn out in whatever class because then it becomes a competition and then you do shit that you, that you think is cal- more calorific burning yeah. than the stuff that you actually enjoy.
0: You know, you know what I've done. Just to pause you there, I've told a couple of clients. I think I'm going to roll it out with everyone to unlink their workout calories and their steps with their MyFitnessPal mm-hmm. because it causes this confusion. Yeah, I've told them they unlink that.
1: Yeah, it's um. I, I just I just wouldn't. I just don't like. Honestly, I don't like. I mean, as, as I would just prefer it, and I've, I've encouraged and almost as strongly recommended. As you can without telling people what to do um, obviously given the, the kind of reasons why just not focus on the calorie expenditure and i know if you are, are quite you know a bit um, techie, you know and it's, and it's great to have the graphs and it's great to like log your workouts and put it on on, on instagram and stuff like that there's absolutely wrong with that right i that's absolutely fine because you want to feel a premium you want to show what mm-hmm. you've done and you want to help others it's totally totally cool right absolutely really cool but it's a bit tricky because you get into you can get into this kind of, when I say this order eating mindset, but this kind of thing of like the stress, this pressure of like, oh, I only, only, only burnt 350. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I burnt 380, right? Yeah. Right. Fucking doom and gloom. And it's like, whoa, 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 stop, hold up kind of thing, you know? Or which one's and better? Um, this this workout that says 400 calories or this workout yeah. is 300 calories. And it's like, it's not, it isn't like that.
0: Exactly. And it's not like all workouts are the same. So if you were to do 60 minutes of body pump and burn 500 calories... 60 minutes of body attack and burn 500 calories you want to have two very different physiological effects on the the thing
1: right and this is something not to bring my my ebook again but i was fucking really really big on where it was like one of the driving home messages was like energy expenditure right finish structures pts right four things okay four things what everybody stresses about is literally one of the smallest things all right (laughs) so you got the bmr which is like 60 65 you got your needs, your non excisivity as you, as you know, which was all the rage last year or the year before, right? When everyone was right. talking about it, that's 15, 20%. Your your exercise, depending on the duration, will go between 10 and 20, right? So it's not as much as everybody thinks. And then your thermal effect of food, again, is between 10 and 20%. Okay, so there's four factors that influence the end result at the end of the day. But people think that in order to lose weight, you need to smash your body, hit the work crush your workout and all stuff because that's the kind of bit of the mansion yeah. you know on social and I, i've been guilty of that years ago as well okay i mean i think we probably all have with, yeah. with good intentions but it just leads into that premise so we focus on 60 minutes we think our fat loss is down to what we do in 60 minutes of fucking exercise mm-hmm. and that when you look at it from you just take a step back right and you go like right let's just think about this you go no it's fucking not no, it's not. It's it's a slither, right? What really factors is your metabolism, what you do in the other 23 hours, okay? And, and I, I appreciate that we generally sleep for six, seven, eight hours. So it's, you know, that doesn't do. But it's the other 16 hours you're doing that you're awake that actually has more effect than we do in an hour. And yeah. then when you add on choosing the right foods, increase the protein, put more fibrous foods, et cetera, et cetera, when you fix your Food. try not to swear there. When you fix your food right, and, your, and your non-exercise activity, all right, you can have literally two or three times more effect on your fat loss and everything else than whatever mm-hmm. you do during exercise. And yeah. that's the that's that's like the biggest thing. And I think where so many of my kind of clients have 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 really made big kind of progress and change because they're now putting less stress, less pressure on 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 what the watch tells them, you know, mm-hmm. and and on 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 what am I do workout out. Do I need to do a workout? So tell you what, don't do a workout. Take take your kids or take your dog or hire a dog, borrow a dog, don't steal a dog, obviously. Go and get a dog or something like that. You know, go chase a few cows around a farm, just go for a walk, go do some gardening, go do a clear out, do a bit of housework, you know, all just bend down, pick up, move, or whatever. Go, yeah. go for a bike ride. Just 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 move, enjoy things, go and read a book somewhere. I, I, I don't know. You know, focus on these other things. And if you just literally have. Good old fashioned basics, you know, three meals of like 25 to 30 grams of protein a day, you automatically start shifting the energy balance without even doing a burpee. I mean, how fucking cool is that? You don't need to do a burpee, you just eat better and you're burning more calories, you know, because because of the the amount of energy that it takes to digest and that similar protein that does for carbs and fats. So that's where, like, it's almost this kind of like magical thing that is holy grail, but just to put a few things of these things in place it's so much easier than literally just doing more training and eating less doing more training eating less because that's what people almost get ushered into you know um and and i said not intentionally but too much stress too much focus on 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 their exercise training when that's one of four things that really really take up energy expenditure um so I, i generally try for for that reason, as well as the kind of like stress about how many calories did you burn, I try not to talk about it. I'll give clients calories to do per kind of day. I'll give them an average over the week because I really like to talk about over the week as opposed mm-hmm. to every day because nobody gained what, like fat and muscle within 24 hours. It, it, it's a process, accumulation yeah. process. So i talk about over the week constantly to, 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 to try and embed that that, that 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 message. So an average calories over the week this is, this, is your, but this is based off of your current activity level, right? Now, if you suddenly start doing double that, then yes, this needs to change. But as long as you're working within this parameter, you know, mm-hmm. these, these are your calories. Get 10% in of your protein, of your fats, of your carbs. Go by the fundamentals. Go by your focuses, and you'll be absolutely sweet. It's, it's 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 when you start right plus this minus this and all this kind of stuff it can be a bit kind of tricky so i don't mean by saying you can maybe under eat a few days to maybe carry over few calories into the next day that's that's absolutely fine obviously because it's still over the week so yeah. if you've, you've got a party or a Zoom catch up or something on friday and it's thursday and you only, you only eat 1200 on thursday because you want to take 400 calories into friday that mm-hmm. that makes sense you know that that's that's fine that's that's balancing that's you know just being a bit and focusing on what really matters which is obviously stuff over the week um so so yeah i mean it's it's, it's fine i wouldn't i wouldn't go around telling people not to do it just anybody that, that i'll probably kind of work with i would try and if they do do it try put them away for it for those for those kind of reasons
0: yeah and they're, they're just it's something that i have found increasingly coming up yeah and I, th- I think it's just back to that
1: people stressing about the yeah. things, the bigger it's
0: things, a need to control. It's a need to have progress and something. Um, so I just thought I'd bring it up. I we're, we're almost out of time. I've loved this. It's been really, really good. And well, um, we're we going to talk about sacrificing Gary Vaynerchuk. Your email they did make <laughs> me laugh.
1: Well, it almost comes it comes comes onto the point because we do get a lot of stuff, you know, from from people like kind of Gary V and and, and you know, influencers and and influence professionals and and everybody around the world, you know, about, about different mantras and and, and about. Detention is obviously good, right? I mean, I'm 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 i old, I'm, I'm worldly wise a little bit, you know, I really get it. You know, am uh, nearly as old as a number on your hat, in fact, you know what I mean? So, uh, so I totally get it. But it, it can lead into this into mindset that we need to be, you know, crushing it, which is which is Gary Vee's um book mm-hmm. title, um, you know, by four a.m. kind of wake up course, you know, working between ten o'clock at night, two o'clock in the morning and and da this, da da this, whatever. And I do get it. You know, I totally get it. So the the little kind of story goes that I was re- I was listening to this book after like a walk, um trying to get some fresh air, feeling about stress about a whole bunch of stuff, and then the, the 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 book is good, but he uses a lot of stories, okay? Which which is good. We all know stories are good. Was it Crush It or Crushing It? Well, I think Crush it's the the book the, yeah. the, the the hard copy book Crushing It is the audible book. So he's basically okay, yeah, yeah. the crush it with yeah, yeah. The little extra extra uh-huh. excerpts, okay? But the book literally is so far. He said some cool stuff, but he's tell he's got like 24 people telling him different stories, which is uh-huh. good. But you, you you after the fifth story, you're kind of like, yeah, right, yeah. I kind of get it. And you probably know me. I like to just cut to the bullshit. Uh-huh. Tell me what I need to know in my work as well. I don't run around telling. I just like get get to the point, mm-hmm. okay? Cut the waffle and all the shit. So after so I was starting to lose a patience, right? I was like, "Give me something I can fucking use, Gary. Come on, all <laughs> these stories, right?" And then he went on about. Um yeah, so what I'll say you need to do is, you know, you, you, you I don't know, make an accent, unfortunately. So you, you come home and you work, you're five, to, five to six o'clock at night, and then you do your thing with your family, and then you, you go and crush it, right? You go crush it. You go and sit down at nine, 10 o'clock at night, and you work till two o'clock in the morning every damn day, every damn day, right? right. He's getting all this. And I'm like, all right, okay, cool. And then you wake up at six o'clock in the morning again, and you do it again, and do it again. And you don't stop until you've reached your fucking Mount Everest and mm-hmm. wherever else, right? I'm like, fuck me, man, honestly, all right? And I literally said out loud, like, get fucked okay literally just like that out loud obviously make a mistake got headphones on walking down got a funny look from the lady w- across the road walking her dog which i had to like literally try to apologize for it <laughs> like, do you know that instant thing where you're really like involved you are really listening, yeah. listening? they're talking to you and you're like mate just get fucked baby. Like, that's, yeah. that's not
0: happening i don't care who you are that's so not happening. i agree it's, it's it's kind of it's the cost of success and i, I get what he I means. so I, I could look at gary v as like his physical yeah okay, right You've you've like I know he works out, but he doesn't spend time doing weights and trying to get himself big. So it's like how you know the analogy of how footballers are dumb. And <laughs> most of them are. It's because they spend most of their life just playing football, so they're not in their books studying, and it's that's, that's where the energy goes. So I get what Gary V said, but it is sometimes. Sometimes with Gary V, what people see on social media is very much like the highlights reel really, because that's the headline, uh-huh. isn't it? You know, you know, like survive in four hours sleep and in five years time you will have a multi-million pound business okay you might have a multi-million pound business but you probably won't have any good relationships around you friends or romantic Um, if you already have your your children and all that well you won't have seen your children time. so that's the cost of that sacrifice right
1: and that's pretty much the kind of point of that kind of email was was to say look it says this this is fine for some people like and, and this is where i mentioned want about the priorities it's not right you need to decide what's your priority is it your family yeah. first is it your work first or is it your entrepreneurial business or whatever else and there's no right and the beauty of this there's no right or wrong answer right because you yeah could, your your priority is different to mine and and they're both right obviously mm-hmm. okay because it's your life you choose simple as that take it take accountability write them down you choose your priorities okay because you're a fucking adult okay yeah. and then whatever you want to do for that it's fine so if you can do that and you want to do that by all means, yes, but you know, go on. I think Gary's point was, was like don't don't come home, sit, watch hours and hours and hours on Netflix, do fuck all and then bemoan somebody else's success or mm-hmm. moan about not being successful or, or, or whatever else. Okay. Which is, was totally fine. So you've got to kind of figure out, yes, I'm gonna allocate 20, 30, 40% of my life to this. So I'm going to expect these kind of results. Totally cool. I'm going to spend this much time and my focus on to this, to nourish these relationships, this family, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So there's no right answer. And you've got to keep remembering when you see, you know, like, like, Siketa Gary and everybody else around social and stuff, you've got to keep making it back to you. Like, is this is this relatable to me? Can I use this? Does this fit my lifestyle? You know, and that's the same yeah. line of chat about nutrition, about training, of everything. Does it fit me and my needs? Because if it doesn't, then take what it's worth, discard the rest. Okay. So the points I've taken from the Gary will be like, yep, yeah, you know, you go to work, um, etc. etc. Et I've only gone into chapter four, it's about four hours worth of kind of reading already, but he's told me that many fucking stories. He's not told me, you know, <laughs> a lot of other kind of stuff. But he's um so so yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. But some other stuff I could just kind of just dis- dismiss because I'm going, no, when I'm putting my head down on the pillow at like half past 10, 11 o'clock, I'm I'm wanting to sleep. Like I'll come home, yeah. two, three hours of work, and then 10 o'clock is one down time, phone away time and, and whatever else. And then, because I'm going back to work the next day uh-huh. and managing 10 people and, and everything else or painting toenails of my three-year-old toddler and stuff like that. You know, I mean, I've got the,
0: That's, that's important. important. Exactly, that's important. Very right. important,
1: right? Very you know, important. I,
0: I sit here and laugh at it, playfully, obviously. I would never be doing that. Obviously, I don't have a daughter or anything, but it's not how I would spend the time. And it is like what, one of my sacrifices is when i moved to scotland you know i made the promise to my mum i'm coming home every you know once a month yeah i'll be home and the cost of that sacrifice is i need to work in a job that allows me to do that so it rules me out of a lot of jobs yeah and it's also expense so it's maybe 200 pounds in flights every month yeah. you know it's a massive expense but yeah. that's that's the way i want want yeah. to live and i know that's going to Quote unquote, I keep saying that in this in this chat. I don't know why I keep saying that, but to quote unquote, that means I have to miss out on a lot of things. Fine, yeah. that's the cost of my sacrifice. And I, yeah. you know, I think going you know, back to you know what we've been chatting about—nutrition and training—is when you're putting effort into your nutrition, it might affect your personal life for a while. When you're putting effort into your training, it might affect you. You know, if you decide to suddenly, I'm going to get up every morning and train at six a.m. Well that's probably going to affect your relationships at home. So you need to make sure A, you're okay with that and B, they're okay with that mm-hmm. as well. And I I, I think, we're, you know, use an example like Gary V again. He's a massive team around him, doesn't he? It's very easy to uh, say you're working all these hours when you've got about 20, 30 people <laughs> pulling yeah. the strings and- for you. <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: and that's and that's and he's been able to kind of do that because of of, of I mean the years of, of work sacrifice you put in for like years 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 before you know and and I think literally the one good thing you said about him is that you just got to find find your niche find your passion you know and work towards it you know and then decide how important it is what, what you want to achieve from it do you just want yeah. do you just want like a little bit extra income or do you want to change the world or are you like Elon Musk and stuff you know are or you or going to be Disruptive? Or are you going to just provide a solution? Who are you speaking to? What's the problem? How are you how are you helping? You know what you're providing and all that kind of stuff. So you have know, you ever
0: have you ever watched any of his early stuff, his wine videos with Gary V? No, I've, I've seen met, a few,
1: but not not many I've for watched a
0: while. Like for for anyone who doesn't know how Gary Vee started on social media, he went onto YouTube in like 2006 seven and sold wine by doing wine tastings via YouTube, mm-hmm. which isn't a thing. Like, it's not, you can't do wine tasting via YouTube, especially in 2006, 2007. I know there's variations of it now, don't get me wrong. But he made his wine company big because he was the only person doing this at the time. So, like, he, he does know how to graph and all. But you should, just from a pure quality point of view, go and watch some of those yeah. videos. And he does some of them were, you know, the Gary V of 2016, 17, he's narrating it at the same time. Yeah, he's just ripping himself to shreds. Very, <laughs> very fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just think it's, yeah, you just, you just got to try to be cautious of the instant comparison world ah. of the media and, and the highlight reel. And just remember yeah. what's important to you is not important to, to me, you know, like every and every person will have a, a, different, a different set of circumstances, different list of priorities, a different passions, different everything else. You know, you, you just got to make it kind of work. That's it. Will you live your life by your means because why would you want to try adopt somebody else's lifestyle? And then, because all that will happen, or that will happen, if, if I try to live Gary Vee's lifestyle, right? if, I, if I look to Gary Vee and other like full-time fitness guys, like even like Jamie Smith and and, and on, on the likes, I'll go, man, I'm I'm sucking at it. I am sucking at it because I'm not <laughs> skipping around in my fucking, you know, boxer shorts and and, and buggy smug and stuff. I'm not living on Adelaide Beach and or, or wherever else. I'm not having pool parties and I'm not working this and I'm not this and I'm not doing world tours. So you'll you just feel overwhelmed. You'll feel as if you've been ineffective. It feels as if whatever else, but Fuck like me! Like they haven't got—they're not, they're not doing what I'm doing, and 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 that's that's a problem. Like so many first instructors, particularly moms, dads, small business owners—they're trying. they you know their lifestyle, their focus, their priorities so different to people that they see on on kind of Insta, on Instagram, yeah. you know, on Instagram, Facebook, etc. So it's just reminding yourself: what can I use from this? What's relevant? You know, what kind of what can I apply? Because it's always worthwhile asking a question because it might be something you can really kind of pull from. But try not to compare because it's just a recipe for this aster, this aster.
0: I agree with all of that, but I do think a marketing campaign of Tim and Ricky skateboarding down the street in their budgies would sell a lot of your courses and a lot of my courses as well. So I, you're, I do you do have may, like, the
1: South African flag budget smugglers. So uh, no, I, I'm sure I've, could,
0: got, I've got Ulster ones. Well, there you yeah, go. Goddamn, that <laughs> that would be awesome. Mate, we'll I,
1: only, I only have, I only have one dis, not disclaimer, but one um, contract rule before I enter that agreement is that we don't do it in minus eight degree weather. If <laughs> 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 I'm going to put a good show on out there, I want to put a good show on. Right. I remember we'll jump out uh, there in fucking okay, <laughs> freezing cold weather. Obviously, we'll round
0: off any good Netflix or similar binges and any um, good purchases under hundred pound or less.
1: What besides my book, you mean? No, <laughs> no, I'm uh, not going to think of. I'm nearing Peaky peak Blinders. I've been kind of trying to get through that the last few months. That's, that's one of my lists, but uh, nothing else. Um, uh, what's the uh, Simon Sinek's book? Again, we need that through the the, the second time, Find Your Why, as well as uh, Gary Vee's kind of crushing it. Uh, in terms of value, Simon for me personally at the moment, a lot more at the moment than kind of Gary V stuff, but I still think he has obviously a few points. Um, but no, nothing else, mate. I've, I've not been trying to spend much money, not going to need anything to kind of go on or see uh-huh. or whatever else.
0: Um, I'll give you a good book. I'm telling us there are a lot of people right now. Uh, Turtles of Titans by Tim Ferriss.
1: All right. Oh, yeah. The four hour working week, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. so yeah. I think this was 2019, maybe 2020 and it's basically, there's about 50 different people with it, so I'm doing the audiobook and they do like 10 minutes each and mm-hmm. it's just their story, so it's everything from Elon Musk, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's in it, oh, ten, right, uh, right. The, uh, Hoffman, the Ice Guy, Wim Hof, guy. Wim Hof the, um, if you don't know him, that's fine, but there's loads of stuff in it, like the first, you, you will... You'll probably switch off after the first four chapters because all of them are saying uh, keto is basically. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you will be a millionaire and be the most successful person in the world if you do keto. So the first four of them, I was when right. I was listening to it, I was laughing because I was only thinking about you. Um, but if you can get through that, it's a really, really good listen. It's like 29 hours on Audible. So it's, it would be a, a oh, good, good look book if you yeah, yeah. would yeah. recommend it. Um, I'm just getting into the business and wealth section on it. Kind of yeah. goes nutrition then health, then mindset, and now I'm going under the wealth section, um, but very, very good listen. There's bits in it you can t- take out. What I will say is that there's not a lot of input from female females in it, which there's been one or two, and I'm, kinda, I'm, I'm constantly listening to it. I'm thinking, I know why Tim Ferriss can be pigeonholed as controversial at times, without yeah, yeah. but I just thought to throw that yeah, out. Yeah, that's
1: what he help, would be helping his cause, would
0: it, to be fair? Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> Mate, what do you got on the rest of today?
1: Uh, so today, uh, I'm going to go through the Glasgow to see that we won for a few hours, hopefully right. do a little bit of kind of staging and stuff, but uh, nothing else, just going to put some final touches on things the training course. I've not, I've not even really promoted it or talked about it yet, but time's marching on, so I need to kind of get things moving with that. Um, and then that's it, just uh, constant work where you know what it's like, there's always a to-do list for every day, um, trying to pick out what has to be done and what's an optional um and just and just you know manage time as best as we can but uh no just enjoying you know the sunny weather uh but but not not much else i'll try and make a plan for the next two weeks of of, of relief and then um, i'll
0: put all your your contact details in the show notes and people can get in touch and um find out about not just your book but the course yeah um yeah
1: what I do is I can leave the discounted launch discount for the book as well for anybody listening onto the podcast as a as a collab extended discount because the idea was that I, I ran at a discount for the, for the launch and I was going to put up to full kind of price so I'll give you that discounted link so if anybody wants magic to,
0: yeah we'll do that
1: close to having to pay literally kind of double um, from there
0: onwards so we'll do that that
1: as a a, a yeah if if anyone
0: quotes a Ricky Long podcast when you speak to Tim you will get a 150% discount a hoodie and you'll even get a hug when it's safe to do so (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: it's been good I think we could talk for fucking hours and hours I'd love to
0: there's
1: so many rights we need sorry so so many wrongs we need to right (laughs) there's so so many many
0: rights we need (laughs) the wrong
1: yeah fuck up the world
0: (laughs) you
1: know what I mean Turn everything oh. upside down. Oh I, know, I think there's there's so much value that we can sort of give different instructors as well. You know, it's yeah. just it's, it's just it's just uh, and I think people just, people just need help. They need to be kind of spoken to on a one to one basis, you know, just reach out, um and, and just and just keep keep focusing on, keep chucking through. All right. And, and yeah. But no, well, anyways, until you know, the
0: next time, Matt.
1: absolute pleasure. So thanks for having us on.
0: ...to the Ricky Long Podcast, where international fitness entrepreneur Ricky Long answers your questions and interviews fitness leaders on training, nutrition, and mindset. Be sure to leave a review on iTunes.